Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me once again is McAllister. What's up? Good morning. Is it? Is it a good morning? I have not slept, so let's see how this goes. Awesome. That always makes for a fun time. So today we are going to continue with our discussion on the French Revolution. Um, Last week, we talked about the causes of it and how... a man named Louis XVI failed to make any reforms or basically do anything. And country was in financial ruin. People were running out of food. There's high inflation, really bad uh, social system put in place. And people just had had enough. And they finally start trying to make reforms on their own. And we ended with the Parisians storming the Bastille. Which definitely had a huge impact on everything. Yes, because now they have... Ammunition. Weapons. Because if you don't remember from last week's episode, they're trying to make a constitution. They start hearing rumors that King Louis is going to go in to the tennis court and get rid of the convention that's making one. Which, honestly, fair assumption, he had a lot of soldiers. But he didn't never did anything. Well... He's probably at home eating still, completely unaware of what's going on. It's not like he's good, made good decisions leading up to this. So they have weapons now. Paris is up in arms. And there's going to be different factions within France fighting for power. One is led by Marquis de Lafayette from American Revolution fame. He's going to head the National Guard. And he's going to uh, kind of create what is going to become one of the symbols of the French Revolution, which is the tricolor, hmm. which is France's flag now. And it gets to the point where if you're not wearing the tricolor, you're considered an enemy of the revolution and bad things are going to happen to you. You know, I was going to say good for him, but that's a bit concerning. <clears throat> you also have the Paris Commune that emerges as a radical group. You're going to see a lot more of those. How radical are we talking here? Um, levels of radicalness vary. So at the beginning, it's just like, all right, let's get some rights for the people. But by like the height of this thing, it's going to be like, let's abolish everything and set up this new society where we're going to create a weird religion, a new calendar, a new clock system. Oh, those are that guy. Yeah, they they get really radical at one point. Wasn't sure because at this point voting is radical. (laughs) So moderate reforms are going to be made. Nobles finally voted to end some of their privileges. So they kind of see the writing on the wall and realize, see kind of the, the, the tone that is going on in France right now. So they're going to give up their manorial dues, their hunting rights, and exemption from taxes. So they finally agree to pay taxes. Like, maybe we could fix this economic issue. Gee, maybe they should do that if they have most of the wealth. Who knew? So the uh, National Assembly is eventually going to write what is called the Declaration of the Rights of Man. It's modeled off the Declaration of Independence, and I believe Thomas Jefferson actually helps them write it. So there are a lot of similarities between the two. I think that was in Hamilton somewhere. It said that all men had equal natural rights. All male citizens were equal before law and had the right to public office and also called for fair taxes and religious freedom. And that is going to be kind of the first thing that is produced out of the French Revolution. Hooray. And they, they print it and they put it everywhere. Like everywhere, everywhere? Everywhere, yeah. They, they, they circulated around France, letting everyone know we have just declared rights of man. 
Ooh, fancy. Problem is, as the revolution progresses, a lot of those rights are going to be kind of pushed aside. Of course, because why not? So there's still issues going on in France. The primary one is people don't have food. This, oh. This is a reoccurring issue in France during the French Revolution. It begins because people don't have food. And through the whole entire course of it, people still don't get food. You know, you'd think they'd have fixed that. If that's the main reason we're you here think you would try point. to. Mm -hmm. So there's an event that goes on at Versailles. Um, there's some guards or something coming in to to visit Louis, and it was always tradition that when these guards came in, you had a big feast for them. As one does. So word gets out. Louis has all this food. He's giving this big feast to these couple of guards. Yet everybody is starving to death. Yep, makes sense. So a bunch of women take up pretty much farming equipment, and they start marching towards Versailles. Oh, go for it, Bessie. I've heard numbers as high as 80,000. So this is a substantial mob that's now walking towards the palace of Versailles. Is this just from Paris, or did just they come from, from Paris. elsewhere? Okay. Um, and Lafayette sees them coming, and he goes up to Louis. He's like, listen, there's a bunch of angry people with, like, spears coming towards Versailles. Pitchforks. You need to get out of here. Right. And he eventually is able to convince Louis that he should be in Paris, not in Versailles, as all this stuff is going on. Maybe that will help quell the uh, the riot that's about to ensue. So Louis leaves. It does not quell the riot. Oh, well, they, he tried. The women get to Versailles. They start chanting for bread, 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 bread. This is where Marie Antoinette supposedly said, let them eat cake. She probably didn't say it. But anyway... The mob is infuriated. They storm the palace. Uh, Marie Antoinette is able to escape, but others are not as lucky. There's guards getting torn apart by hand. Oh, uh, there's a cook that is loyal to King Louis, and they cook cook the cook in butter. Just butter? Just butter. They, just, they, they fry butter. him up in butter. So this is a very angry mob. Well... They really don't find a whole lot of bread, but they find more weapons. weapons. And then they're on their way back to Paris. I mean, you can you can cook stuff with gunpowder. Don't have anything to cook, though. Well, that's that's a different issue. The, the lack of bread is still going to be an issue. So while all this is going on, the National Assembly then figures out, hey, you know what we really need to do? We need to reorganize the church. Oh, this gee. is a pressing issue. So they passed what is called the Civil Constitution of Clergy. It made bishops and priests elected officials paid by the government. So they now have pretty much thrown the Pope aside and all the Pope's political power and put it in the hands of the French people. Well, at least there's some sort of check and balance so that the clergy doesn't have 20 freaking 5% of the wealth. Yes, and they're going to actually start um seizing the land of the clergy and they're going to start selling it off to help pay off debt was that a good or bad thing it's not going to be the greatest thing because it's going to cause a rift within the revolution between those living in rural areas who were more religious than the people living in the cities okay so they, they 1791 comes around and they finally pass a constitution took them long enough took them two years oh gosh it's a limited monarchy so there's going to be a legislative assembly that's going to make laws. The old court system is going to be abolished and laws are going to be reformed based off enlightenment principles. Uh, private property, though, is going to be protected. So they're still protecting the property of nobles. Okay. And guilds and unions were forbidden. So they're thinking oh. that 
by getting rid of this stuff, more jobs will become available and maybe we can solve this economic issue. Two steps forward, one step back. Okay. So Louie doesn't like this. Actually, Louie probably has no thoughts. He's getting some bad advice at this point and he tries to escape. Yeah, he is, is trying to go to, I believe, Austria. At this point, is it a constitutional monarchy or did they just get rid of it entirely? It's a constitutional monarchy. At okay. This point. Uh, and he's trying to go to Austria. Remember, Marie Antoinette's from Austria. And so in the middle of the night, they dress up in disguise and they get in the royal carriage and they bolt. And they are trying to get to Austria. Can, can we get a mental image of these disguises? Uh, they're not very good. They're, they're not very good at all. Didn't they take like most of the royal treasury? Yes. And they took the royal carriage that still had the royal markings on it. Oh. Because remember, Louis, smart guy. No thoughts behind his eyes. So they are they, they are making their way on and they're actually having, it's going fairly well for them. They get within about 30 miles of the border and then they, they get to. How they that far? Middle of the night, most people are probably sleeping. Oh. They get to a revolutionary checkpoint. And they're about to let them go. But then a guy is like, I recognize that face from a coin. And he pulls out a coin. And he's like, that's Louie. Oh, wow. Where's he going? And so they arrest him. And that's, that's at that point, Louie is seen as a traitor. Most people thought that he was going to Austria to try to get, like, um, an alliance with the Austrians to bring an army in to put down the revolutionaries. Well, they're not entirely wrong. No, he probably was trying to do that. You also have a group of people called the emigres who were members of that second estate that they're they're starting to flee France and they're going to neighboring countries like England, Austria, um, Spain, and they're telling everybody what's going on. And this is really freaking out the other monarchies within Europe. It was probably pretty smart to leave seen as the nobles got, you know, beheaded later. Yes. And all their properties starting to kind of get seized and they're getting ransacked for food and things like that. No more government privileges. So sad. So other governments are going to see this, specifically monarchies, and be like, we might want to put an end to this thing before it spreads to our country. So you get what's called the Declaration of Pilnitz, which is going to be issued by the King of Prussia and Austria. That's a fun name. They said they would use force to protect the monarchy in France. What kind of force? Military force. So they, they, they said if Louis, if you guys harm Louis or Marie Antoinette, we're coming in with the army. We're putting you guys down. Was it limited to Louis and Marie, or did it also include the I, heirs and such? I think it was pretty much just them. Okay. And and his immediate family. So revolutionaries in France still starving to death and having no money. They see that as an act of war, oh, and goodness. they start getting ready for it. So as this is going on, the the National Assembly is starting to really have a lot of political infighting. There's a lot of internal divisions. There's kind of two groups that it's broken down into. You have radicals and then you have moderates. Uh, Radicals were led by a group called the Jacobins, and they are calling for a full democratic republic. Let's get rid of the monarchy completely. Let's build this thing from the ground up. It's beheading time. The Girondins. Is that right? Mountain people. No, they are moderates. They are all for kind of like a constitutional monarchy, but let's give more rights to the people and things like that. Okay. Um, In other words, don't kill the king. Yes. The Jacobins, then they're going to divide and a subgroup is going to break off of them called the Montagnards. These are the mountain people. Those are the mountain people. Um, 
And they are like extremists. They just want to get rid of everything, create this entirely new society, like get rid of religion. Arson all of it. Just burn it all down and just set it back up. And they're led by a guy whose name is Marat, uh, who he's a great example of what kind of happens in these type of situations throughout history where he's kind of like a malcontent like throughout his life. Like he's failed at just about everything. He suffers from like skin ailments where he's got to like sit in a bathtub for long periods of a day. I think he got it from like living in a sewer. Oh man. Like he, he failed at life prior to this, but this is his calling. And he starts giving these fiery speeches and doesn't he write a newspaper? He does write a newspaper and he slowly gets a following and he's like, Oh, this stuff is sticking. So I'm just going to get more crazy. And it, and it gets more and more of a following. Um, Power it's of the kind, fourth estate. It's kind of this idea that some of the most dangerous people are those that have nothing to lose. And he had nothing to lose because he had nothing. So he just goes, he's all radical and trying to just get rid of everything. I mean, go for it, I guess. He's eventually going to be assassinated. Um, I forgot to leave his name. A, a woman will, Charlotte Corday. Charlotte Corday, there you go, sneaks into his bathroom when he's uh, taking one of his baths and she stabs him. She was a Girondin, so she was more of a moderate. Didn't she get in by saying that she had a list of traitors? Yes. And then just straight up didn't have one? Correct. But that's kind of what was going on at this point anyway. I mean, Marat had, was always saying, these people are traitors to you. These are the reasons why things are going badly. And But he really had no evidence. Well, yeah, but people read him enough that bad things happen to people in the newspaper. In our country, we call that McCarthyism. Fun. Named after Joseph McCarthy in his little black book of communists. All right, so then you get the war on tyranny. So France is still having economic issues. They still have no food. They have all this political infighting going on in the National Assembly. So the way to fix it is, let's declare war on Austria, England, and Prussia, three of the most powerful countries in Europe. Woo, financial drain. Yes. Um, the fighting is going to last from 1792 to 1815. That's so it's going to be a years. long, expensive war. That's well, now things are going third. to get a little more radical. So because they're now fighting a war with pretty much all Europe, they have no money, they have no food. Things look really bleak. They really didn't have an army, so they're just training random people like, here, here's a pitchfork. Go fight. Wasn't this the point where they did that super, like, almost total war speech? Everybody has to fight. Let's do crap. Yes, yes. It, they're, they're really playing on this, like, French nationalism, nationalistic movement that's been building during the revolution. Is that Robespierre? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so, obviously, they're not ready to fight a war. <laughs> they are going to lose a whole bunch of battles. Well, there's only one person to blame. And that is going to be Louis. They Yay. think that he is undermining the revolution and it is his fault. Parisians are going to storm the king's palace and force him to take refuge within the legislative assembly itself. And then you get to September massacres where they are. They it starts. They go into like a prison and they murder like a thousand prisoners that were actually from Sweden. I think they were Sweden Swedish. Fighting? No, they were just like Swedish guards that oh. happened to be like in France and they murdered them and then it expands to like let's kill all the nobles and kill everybody else that we think is bad sure why not and it just goes insane and a lot of people uh blame Robespierre for kind of 
fueling that. So radicals are eventually going to take control of the assembly, and that is really bad news for the monarchy. Um, and the way they take over the, the assembly is they like kind of meet in like a room, and they're like, we declare us a republic. Because that's worked. And it worked. So that's oh, wait, it did. Crap. what happened. So they wanted a new government that would be voted on by all males, so they create the convention. And How many going, times are they going to just make synonyms of their previous name? They have, what, five governments in 10 years? Yeah. And all of the on? names are the same. Then you get the directory, trinumerate, yeah. and then Napoleon. It's like, a, it's like a hill. It's like, all right, we got monarchy, and then we'll go up to, like, get... 500 people involved, and then we'll slowly reduce power to the people and just give it to one guy again. It's a process. They got there eventually. <laughs> so they are going to abolish the king and all traces of the old order. Louis is going to be put on trial as a traitor, and then he's going to be put to the guillotine in front of a crowd of Paris. And the guillotine is quickly going to become a symbol of the next period of the French Revolution, which is going to be called the Reign of Terror. But uh, they, they take him to the guillotine. The guillotine was considered the new way to execute people. It was considered to be egalitarian, meaning no matter what social class, no matter what your background was, you were going to meet the same type of death as next, the person next to you. Because prior to that, when they would execute you, they would, axemen would just kind of chop your head off. But if you had money, you could, like, pay the executioner to make sure, like, the blade was actually sharp to get it over with quicker. There were instances where it wasn't? Uh, the most famous one is Mary, Queen of the Scots. Oh, Lord. Where it took, like, 14 blows of the axe to kind of finish the job. My gosh. Because Elizabeth wanted her to suffer after she tried to kill Elizabeth. You know. All right. So, um, sure. Louis is going to be executed. And... It's just a weird, weird event altogether. People like storm where his body was and they like start sopping up his blood with like handkerchiefs to sell as like souvenirs. People Is like this when the guy tasted his blood when his head got chopped off and said that it was salty. Yes. There's some there's people like cutting off his hair and they're selling that as souvenirs. It's it's a weird, weird scene. So dude gets a drum roll, tries to make a speech and gets drowned out, and then Done. He did. Yes. His wife, Marie Antoinette, she's going to be put to death a few months later. Um, same type of scene. And her last words is like she's stepping up to the guillotine and her last words are like she steps on the executioner's foot and she's like, I'm sorry. Those are her last words. Oh, better than a lot of people's. All right. So that is the start of the use of the guillotine. You know who invented the guillotine? Mr. Guillotine. Yes, Joseph Guillotine. Yes! Who unfortunately will die via the guillotine. Oh, that's sad. Along ironic. with a lot of other people. All right, so the convention is going to try to defend the Republic. France is at war with now England, the Netherlands, Spain, and Prussia. Peasants re began to rebel against the government. All right, and the Jacobins and Girondins began fighting for power within the convention. And then the J Jacobins go a step further, and they create what is now called the Committee of Public Safety. It's They're always like, a good sign when the legislature is arguing. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was like 500 people within the legislature, so nothing ever got done. Oh, gosh. Because they were always just fighting with What was the other. voting system at that point? I think it was point? every person gets one vote. 
but you had all these political factions. So you actually would have to form like um, coalitions and they just didn't work together. Sure. So a 12 member committee was created and it would have absolute power. It would prepare France for war and under their guidance, they would defeat the Netherlands and take over territory in Italy. I mean, it sounds good so far, but I'm sure it's going to backfire. Yes, because you got a guy by the name of Robespierre who is this in charge of the Committee of Public Safety. Robespierre was a Jacobin. He was a lawyer prior to the French Revolution. He actually gave some famous like speech to Louis XVI prior to all this happening. And he is going to embrace the ideas of Rousseau. Rousseau believed you put the goods of the community over the individual. Not that guy. And it's going to really influence how Robespierre runs this thing. So he is for harsh punishments and striking fear into people, upholding the principles of the revolution. Is that a quote? It should be. It feels like it should be. So the reign of terror, which is going to be basically the rule of Robespierre, lasts from July of 1793 to 1794. Why is it called the reign of terror? Because a lot of people are going to die. Well, courts are going to revolutionary courts are going to conduct trials on people seen as detrimental to the revolution. Just just detrimental, not. It it becomes it becomes a witch hunt. It's like I don't like my neighbor. His dog pooped in my front yard. He was speaking about the king yesterday. And they're like, you said the king? Off with your head. That was the type of stuff that would get you executed. Just the words, the king. There was a person that was walking through the park and someone overheard him say king and they chopped off his head. There's another story this of is a, fair judicial a guy, he was like a cheese maker and some guy in the army ate his cheese and got sick. So they lopped off the cheese maker's head. <laughs> There was another story where a, a woman, her husband was being executed, and she started crying during the execution. Oh. So after they executed him, they put her in the guillotine, oh. but they put her face up so his blood would drip on her face before they pulled the blade down. They're nuts. They are going insane at this point. And every time they execute somebody, it's it's an event. It's a sporting event. People bring their kids they, they actually have programs that they sell. That like exciting. These are the people that are being executed. There's people only are like, one thing on the bulletin. They're like selling snacks. They're selling all sorts of weird things. It is just insanity is occurring. Peanut vendors? Because why not? So about 40,000 people are going to be executed, probably more than that. And they're not all guillotined. Um, in southern France, a bunch of people are going to be drowned. Oh, this is when the mass drowning started. Yes, where they just start throwing people in, you know, lakes with rocks. That's humane. Um, and the guillotine is going to become the symbol of the time. Well, Robespierre starts going even more nuts. This is where he more is nuts like... More than the National Razor? Yes. He decides we need to have a new religion. Oh, that's definitely a good idea. All revolutions go well when you decide to make a new religion. And the beauty of the new religion is he, he, he basically, not basically, he names himself... The divinity of the new religion. I thought it was some goddess of liberty. With him as the deity. Oh. Yes. He's, so he's the goddess of liberty. They they build like a Lady Liberty statue, and that's what they're supposed to pray to, but he's he's the divinity of it. Oh, my god! And then they go nuts, and they try to create a clock system based off the decimal system, where there's like 10 seconds in a minute. There's like 10 minutes in an hour, 10 hours in a day. There's like 10 days in a week and like 10 weeks in a month. That doesn't math. It doesn't. Also, I'll be able to tell you, they still don't have food. 
They still don't have food. Still don't have food. So we're doing all this stuff. People still starving to death. They're still fighting war with the whole world. I see. Let's get this bread would be a very literal <clears throat> phrase. So then Robespierre, he makes a major mistake. He starts accusing people of the convention of being enemies of the revolution. In the convention? Oh, that's not going to go over well. No. So the convention, members of the convention are like, oh, he's going to come after us next, so we must come after him. Is this when he goes in and says, I have a list of traitors, but you don't get to know who they are. Yes. And they storm his office. And he realizes he's probably next. His aide jumps out of a window. He tries to kill himself. Dude and he, shoot, he shoots himself and just blows out his jaw. And he's just laying on his table bleeding out. So they bandage him up. Mm-hmm. They take him to the guillotine, mm-hmm. and they chop off his arm. Oh, that's some irony right there. So the man that caused the death of so many people via the guillotine loses his head via the guillotine. What I think it's funnier is the man that got everybody all stirred up with words couldn't teak, couldn't talk. Yes, he couldn't orate at his his. He had the last word though. It was kind of similar to like what Marie Antoinette's was. It was like, sorry, sorry, oh. I like bled on you. Oh, it was something one of those type things. Um, Sorry, I'm going to bleed on you. So what's going to occur is now they are going to set up, once again, another political system. And this is going to be the five-man directory. It'll definitely go well this time. Yes. Now they have five people in charge of the country and a legislative branch. Okay. And the legislative branch also is extremely large and nothing gets done. Everybody's (sighs) embezzling money. Um, When don't they? Yeah, it's just a bad situation. The convention doesn't work. There's still riots going on in the streets of Paris. They're still fighting wars with everybody. And they oh, still I forgot about the wars. Yeah, they're still fighting those wars. So they realized, well, the convention didn't work. So they are then going to move to what is called the trinumerate. Oh. oh. Which now they've reduced power to three people. One of those three people is being Napoleon. Napoleon that Bonaparte. Guy had risen through the ranks of the army. We'll talk more about him next week. Um, Country Hick, who got it all. And he becomes, he, he's like, yay, I'm a powerful military guy. Everybody loves me. So he then... Definitely didn't lose any major battles and then cover it up. He does a coup d'etat and he takes over the trinumerate. Of course he does. And he will name himself emperor. And that is the end of the French Revolution. But it's not really the end, because then you have the period of Napoleon, which we'll talk about next week. And then people get more mad. Yes, and then another world war breaks up. So, to break down the French Revolution, start off with an absolute monarch. They have good intentions to set up a limited monarchy with a constitution that protects the right of men. As most people do. Then they take it to a republic. But mm-hmm. as they progress, they just start taking more and more power back away from the people until they get an emperor, an absolute ruler again. It's like one of those failed rocket launches. Yes, where really, it goes really up high, and then it just comes then, all the way back down. In the ocean. Um, there are some things that come out of the French Revolution that you can say are probably good. Uh, it is going to put a lot of pressure on absolute monarchies around the world, and you're going to start to see those collapse. Uh, social classes are eliminated. Titles are eliminated. People start wearing pants. Without the breachy thing. Without yeah, without yeah, without the the tights, the sans culet, people that wore pants. I feel like that's the most important achievement here. Um, 
they created a new French national anthem. State schools were set up. So you're going to see a universal education system put in place. Slavery is going to be abolished. Um, so some good things did come out of the French Revolution, but there was also a lot of bad. So next week, please join us as we talk about Napoleon. Still no food, though. Still no food. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.